back, folks, to episode three of Tupoto Talanoa, uh, the alumni series. It's an absolute honour to have our special guest with us this morning. And I guess on that note, we'll hand it over to him to introduce himself. Pedoko, if you could please, obviously, say your name, uh, what cohort you were a part of, where you interned, and where you are now. Cool. Um, thank you for having me. Um, real pleasure to be here. My name is Daufa Lavemao, aka the Tongan Cowboy. Uh, I was part of the first co uh, sorry, second cohort uh, with Tuputua and I was placed um, as an intern with uh, Fletcher Building's corporate finance team. Cool. And, and where are you now? Um, and right now, uh, I am back with Fletcher's, um, but I am working with um, the Higgins business unit. Okay. Um, still under their finance team. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I guess we'll get straight into it with the, you introduced yourself as the Tongan Cowboy and there's a stage name and I guess just to clarify things just in case people start ordering you for hens and, oh, yeah, and stuff like yeah, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> where does the name Tongan Cowboy actually come from and uh, how did you get it? Uh, the Tongan Cowboy is my fight name Okay. so outside of uh, I guess being in the corporate world and being an accountant uh, I compete as an amateur boxer um, with um, yeah, the dream to hopefully, not hopefully, to represent Tonga um, in the next upcoming Olympic right. Games. Love it, love it. Um, how I got the name Tongan Cowboy was just, um, yeah, just a very random story. Um, went to a fight, I had a cowboy hat in my trunk <laughs> from a party that week that I went to. And then I just thought, look, why not? Why, how, just chuck the hat on. And um, so, yeah, walked out, or had my cowboy hat on and everyone just started calling me the Tongan cowboy that night and I just, just stuck with it. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> that's yeah. That's like it. The myth was made then. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I guess, uh, you know, having these different personas, how do, how do you juggle, you know, accountant, boxer and then obviously a personal trainer and stuff like that yeah how, how, how does it sort of work for you um yeah just having to be real um disciplined with managing my time and just scheduling i kind of had to yeah i learned that the hard way i tried to do a lot of things um all at once so before i was like working full-time like 40 hours a week in the office and then take my PT clients and then train and then repeat and it just became yeah a bit too much and it was I was uh, what's the word I was burning myself out mm. yeah so it just kind of became unsustainable um, and then yeah just had to make some adjustments which I have now of um, yeah, reduced my hours to 30 hours in the office and I've also restricted the amount of PTs I take and then for me to be able to still have time and energy to train and then have rest at the end. Cool, we'll, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that, Dolphin. Thank you for that. Uh, just, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your upbringing and how you sort of, you know, came from there to, to here. Yeah. Um, I, I grew up in, well, I was born in Australia, okay. so I'm a low-key... We'll forgive you for that, that's yeah, okay. Yeah, low-key 
Wallabies fan. <laughs> Cut the mic. <laughs> I was born in Australia because um, my mom and dad was studying in Oz at the time. Um, so I was born there. Um, they finished their studies, moved back to Tonga. Uh, raised in Tonga my whole life. Um, yeah, together with my five other siblings, a pretty big family. Um, yeah, real tight. Um, grew up in Tonga. Um, and then, yeah, so finished high school in 2015. And then from there, made the move here to New Zealand uh, to pursue, um, you know, university, yeah. treasure education. So that took you about a minute to, to say that, right? But yeah. obviously the journey was would have gone like this I imagine and uh, hopefully you can talk into it how was your upbringing um, how has that played a part in, in who you are today um, man a lot um, especially like now when I yeah when I'm sometimes I buzz myself out sitting here like today where I'm at now and just thinking about where I came from and how that was and um, it just, yeah, I just, I'm just grateful, you know, um, the upbringing back home really just taught me, the number one thing it taught me was just the work ethic of having to, um, get up and work to be able to get what you want. And for me, the big part, uh, the biggest part um, that played a role in my life back home was going to the bush, uh, to our farm, the plantation, to Uta. <laughs> yeah, because, um, and I'm thankful for my parents for that, how they raised us. Like we, we weren't, we, like we were okay. We did well for ourselves. Like my parents did well to give us um, a good home. You know, we had able to um, provide us with food and clothes and shelter um, but they also uh, taught us uh, not to be comfortable like not mm. to just I guess be privileged and um, yeah take things for granted so we had that and they also took us out to Uta on the weekends um, to work the land and, and and work the farm and plantation and so that was it that was my upbringing like the week was you know school come back you know um, yeah get the homework done all of that chores at home and then weekends was go to the bush work the whole Saturday and then come back when the sun goes down so there was two main things um, in my upbringing that was important. It was education, and and on top of education was the work ethic that was taught. With one going to school, getting the homework done, and also going to the bush um, and work. Um, and then even like now, thinking back, I'm like, uh, I I hated, I hated it going to school yeah. it wasn't like you know I just went there mostly just to see my, my friends and hang around with the boys and also just going to the bush too like 
I didn't understand at the yeah. time. Yeah. I was just, um, well, yeah, I was dreading Saturdays. <laughs> you know? Would they let you off if you were sick? Or was it like, doesn't matter, you're nah, going? Nah, nah, just that it never happened. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, going there and, and it really just, yeah, really just planted the seed of what a good work ethic looked like. And I think staying on that point, uh, was um, when did you when did you realize that your upbringing was of that value too? If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. When I came here, when I moved here, okay. um, the first year I moved here, um, after just having to adjust to, yeah. you know, the whole setting and and just the different yeah different just. Different way of life, different lifestyle here, um, and just looking around, especially to my my family, my cousins that grew up here, um, the friends that um, I had at uni, they didn't really have the same, um, like yeah, the same value and perspective as I did on things here. Like I was so grateful to be able to um, even just be able to catch the bus and come to school. Like just to be there, I was so thankful and I just had to like really make the most of that time for me, you know? Or even just um, having food, um, to be able to afford food just those little things that I was so grateful for. Um, it was, yeah, it wasn't a wasn't a big thing for them, but for me, it was like, man, like I'm, you know, this is huge for me. Perspective. Eh? Yeah, just having that perspective, like it just it seemed little to them, yeah. but to me, it was like, yeah, I really valued it because I don't really have this stuff, you know. Um, I was listening to a podcast on the way to work this morning, actually, and, and the guy was talking about how you how you view something will determine how you do something. Yeah. And so you know, I think just coming back to your perspective on like, you know, this may seem simple, but it's such a privilege, eh? and I think, yeah. You know, taking that with you, and I think you know, um, adding on to that point. You know, you're upbringing and all of this, and, and then going into boxing. First of all, how did you get into boxing, and how has, you know, your trips, your unwanted trips on Saturday contributed to, you know, just the constant grind to, yeah. to sort of get work towards your goals. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Just before I move on to that boxing stuff, like, um, just in terms of that perspective as well, my. It didn't really take long as well. When I um, moved here, my cousins, my family that, that grew up here, well, same age, just had a different, um, just their attitude, like in their perspective as well. Um, how they behaved was different, just in terms of like the, having the respect, like they'll, they'll talk back to their mom and that, like I was shocked, like it never makes sense to me, like why is this happening? You know, so then like I just realized like man, 
I am, yeah, just thankful for for where I came from and how I grew up. Yeah, <laughs> the tough love, <laughs> you know. So that, yeah, like that. Well, when I think about it now, that was like the first like moment that I just realized and clicked. Like, man, yeah, we're not the same. Like, it's it's a different world here. They're brought up a different way. And how I was, they see things a different way than I do. Um, just, just from that one experience of just, and it, and it's hard, you know, like because I understand it, but I also know it's not, it's not right. Like you, you can't do that. Like, um, but yeah, all that to say, I'm just yeah, again, just grateful, grateful to my parents and my upbringing. Um, and then onto the boxing, it was just out of curiosity. Yeah, I got into it just out of curiosity. It's like I, I played rugby when I was growing up in Tonga. And then when I moved here, I played rugby as well for like a year. Um, and then I just wanted to try something different, bro. Just, I mean, what else is there? You know, I just, I don't know where it came from, the curiosity. I was just like, yeah, why not? And then, you know what? Ironically, it was part of, I, I don't know if you remember, before... Uh, Tuputo had like a health as wealth initiative and That was before we came But I, I, I remember Yes yeah. So um, So they signed us up to like do CrossFit and boxing And it was our first boxing session with like our cohort A group of um, interns from our cohort um, That we went and did a boxing class mm. And that was my first exposure ah. To actually trying some gloves on and and punching the bag. Tour has roots in the Tommy Cowboy. Hey, <laughs> hey so you know? I'm like, yo, and I'm grateful, <laughs> man, because like Tupato has been part of my journey since. You know, one, yeah, both my boxing journey and also my journey of building a career and a network in the corporate world. So I'm real thankful, man. Like, um, yeah, well, going back to uh, the boxing class. So out of curiosity, um, well, my first, sorry, my first exposure to boxing was through Tuputo. And then after that, I was like, man, that felt good. <laughs> like, I'm going to go back again. <laughs> so... Like the program finished and the intern, and then, you know, we carried on with our internship uh, that summer. And then I went back to the gym and signed up as a member and just started doing their classes, boxing, boxing classes. Um, and then, you know, did that for like a year. And then from there, I just like, oh, what's the next step? I want, still wanted to challenge myself, you know, and to discover, oh, what else can I do with this? And then got into one-on-one -on -one training, focused more on skill. Um, and then from there, it was, okay, what's the next challenge from here? All right, maybe we need to test ourselves. Like, let's let's do a fight. Yes. You know, and, and then that's just, it, from there, just snowboard, bro. Like, after the first fight, I'm like, oh, yeah, man, like, let's do another one another one and then now I'm caught the bug eh? yeah now I'm still on it and then 
it's it's not hard like any training or anyone that wants to go to it's it's sorry it's not easy <laughs> it's not easy and just going back to your question like how my upbringing like helped me with yeah i guess the grind of boxing i just go back to the plantation man like the the analogy of you plant something down to the soil and you need to water it keep watering it weed it and then hopefully six months later you've you could harvest and reap the rewards of your of your work and i because i literally did that for like 18 years that was that i grew up back home and then it was just it was it was so easy to just transfer that same perspective and mentality like to my boxing to my work and just anything really that you know that i want to do it's like ah, oh, it's not going to come straight away so and, and and so when along that journey did you have the sort of epiphany you know what man i want to go to the olympics like how did that sort of come about in terms of your thinking um i was getting my hair cut <laughs> Don't have the issue anymore. <laughs> nah, baby. <laughs> too much, too much stress. <laughs> nah, I blame my mom's genes yeah. and her dad. Um, no, nah, I was getting my hair cut, bro. This was after my um, after my first corporate fight. Yes. And I was prepping for my second one. I went to get a haircut at one of my mates' garage. And. And then he actually, just we were just joking. Oh yeah, second one, hey, hey. And then, and then he mentioned, oh look, and then you know down the line make it to the Olympics. And then that's when it come. Oh what? Like yeah okay. And then so after my second fight, um, went back to training and then had a third fight. And then as I was like kept fighting. I kept getting um, praise from coaches and other fighters, uh, other fighters, like just about my skill and and then like they would be shocked as well when they asked, "Oh, you've been boxing for long?" Mm-hmm. I was like, "Actually, I, I just started. Like this is my I just got into it this year. This is my third fight." And they're like, "Man, like, like you're a good man. Like this, like a lot of people, it takes them." so long to be able to like do what you're doing now and then in my head i was like man okay like i had to and then it just made <laughs> me go away <laughs> made me go away and just like think yeah it's like man like okay like maybe this is something that that i am good at and that i could like i said earlier like that i could water and, and invest into and because i really enjoyed it too yeah like it really I just fell in love with the the process of training and the art of of boxing you know the skills science um and then it yeah it took me a while like it just kept playing in my head and then I just yeah I had to have like a little quiet time and just meditate on it pray on it and just decide, you know, like this is I want to do this. Then you know, 
talked to my coach, did a bit of planning, like what the process looked like um, and what the boxes were to tick to be able to make it. And we just, this, yeah, I just decided and he was on board as well with it. Like, you know what, we can do it. We just need to, yeah, trust the process and chip away at it. Cool. Question revolves around what has it cost you in terms of sacrificing the things we're touching on? But also, you know, what do you have to learn to let go of in terms of imposter syndrome, fear yeah. of failure and things like that? And I guess the reason I bring that up, um, I'd love to come back to you because I know that, you know, you're talking about these decisions to pursue this dream. Yeah. And it's come at a cost for you. It's still costing you something now. And so if you could just sort of give an insight into what did you decide to do and what their journey sort of looked like into, because you ran into a bit of a roadblock, if I'm correct. Yes. And if you could just sort of speak into that, if that's okay, please. Yeah. Um, it was, um, it was a, yeah, it, it was a huge, it was a heavy decision, like, to decide, oh, this is something I'm going to chase and pursue. And one, because... Uh, my well just afraid to to like to tell my parents that because once I decided sorry if I step back a little bit once I decided and I planned and looked at what it was going to take it looked like for me at the time it looked like I had to spend more time at the gym because I need to catch up. I only just started and my competitors, they've been doing this, you know, since they were young. And so I had to, yeah, in my head, I need to be in the gym more, which meant I need to be in the office less. Not the equation that your parents had in mind. Then. No, it was the total opposite, brother. Yeah. Like, uh, my parents had the expectation of, um, of, yeah, climbing the ladder, mm-hmm. and and I understand it. Like for them, that's that's all they knew, and that's what they were taught. And I love them, and it's not wrong. Mm-hmm. We're just it's a different time now. Like I get to. I've got room to be able to to make decisions like this to ch- chase a wild dream because of them and because of their parents. And sorry, but I'm not no. just getting no, no. I'm a bit emotional thinking take about your time, it. Take your time. So so yeah. So it was a tough, um, yeah, decision. More so just because I know it's going to disappoint them, you know. And also just knowing, like, their expectations of me, and what they wanted, and I was on track to do that. Mm. And then this comes along, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah so I just I talked to my mom first I talked to my mom it's always the 
the same mom shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I talked to my mom first and um and just told her like, hey, like um this is this is what I'm planning on doing which means uh which entails me leaving work to just focus on training because this is um the goal and the dream that um that I want to work towards and um it was hard for her to to digest it she's just quiet and she just said okay that's the word she said yeah. but you know that's a different feeling yeah, yeah. Mm. and I, res- I I love her like yeah. um but even like before um you know before talking to my family like I already knew yeah. that it would yeah not many people is going to understand my vision or what I was dreaming on or what I'm dreaming for and just to yeah to hear my my mom just say okay and feel um the disappointment in her voice yeah it was hot um but they they're they're more supportive now yeah i think because over time um it just becomes easier for them to um i mean just the time for them to just process the the whole thing and um i think what also helped them be a bit more um at ease with what i was doing is because i explain to them my plan yeah <laughs> important right yeah like this wasn't <laughs> any impulse yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. decision that I just thought of last night and now I'm leaving my job tomorrow to chase this like I thought about it I talked to multiple people um and so that gave her a bit more peace you know I told her like man like I've I've prayed about this as well mm-hmm. And I just feel like this is something that, yeah, that has been planted in my heart for, for me to chase. And uh, so that, that gave them a bit more peace um, over my choice and my decision to chase this dream. And I think I'm swaying a little bit, but going back to your question, like in terms of the cost, what has cost me? Um, yeah, initially it cost me, I, I feel like it cost me a bit of, um, it cost me a bit of, what's the word? It just made things, the dynamics between my family and I became yeah. a bit sticky. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um... Um, it's it's cost me a lot of time and sacrifice, um, a lot of relationships, um, because then I just once I decided, then everything just became about that 
tunnel vision yeah vision just on? training yeah mm. that's all I did yeah. all, all I wanted to do was train didn't want to hang out with nobody yeah. um, and that was it um, yeah everything had to um, like put my corporate career to a pause um, my studies that I was doing on top of that for my CPA qualification yes. so I'd park that for a little bit um, yeah and even just now um, now that I I have a fiance and it's it's tough to to spend to have time with her yeah. <laughs> I'm grateful that she's um, you know she she trains as well yeah. and she's been around because we, we met at the gym and so for her to be around and kind of you know be around and, and understand what it's like and what the training looks like and how just how much energy it takes to train um helps with her just understanding and on on her end like it's her sacrifice as well to be able to just like tell me to rest because she wants to spend time with me like yeah. and sometimes i just don't have the energy and the capacity to be able to do that you know but we yeah we're, we're getting better at, at navigating that together but it's definitely um yeah definitely a, a element of of yeah sacrifice in there for on both our ends absolutely yeah thank you doc i mean honestly that's i'm sure that resonates with a lot of people on different levels eh? um, yeah what i do know is that success is not linear eh? and i guess i bring this up because you know you made that commitment to, to, to pursue this goal full-time yeah you know all the training you know obviously less time at the office and I know that you were, you were, you were climbing, and then had injury, right? And so yeah. I guess I'd, I'd I'd love to have your sort of uh, insight into overcoming adversity because I'm I'm imagining, you know, all of a sudden the dream, I wouldn't say shattered, but there was a bit of a detour. Right? Yeah, mm. yeah, 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 for sure. That was, um, and that wasn't too long ago as well. <laughs> Sorry if it's still fresh. Nah, <laughs> nah, it's not, man. It's I am when it happened. So I, I completely ruptured my Achilles during training, and this was at the start of last year. But before that happened, I had yeah, like you mentioned, I had good momentum going um, with my boxing. You know, I I won the Auckland Championships that year, uh, won the Golden Gloves for the North Island, made it to the semi-finals in the, uh, in the New Zealand Nationals that, that year. And then, and then my injury happened. So I had good momentum and, you know, and then, and then the injury happened and it just, it, it really didn't, um, it didn't, I didn't doubt that the dream was over mm. because even bef when I decided beforehand, I told myself, look, 
It's not gonna be smooth, brother. <laughs> Easier said than done it, though. Yeah, yeah, you know, like in my head, I acknowledged it. I'm like, yeah, look, yeah. there's gonna things are gonna happen because, because that's life. Yeah. Like we can't foresee everything, and then like you said, it's not smooth, you know. And I told in my head, I'm always like, you know, like yeah. When it happens, like, and it will. <laughs> We'll just deal with it. And so when my injury happened, like you said, like thinking about it when it hasn't happened is different. And then when it did happen, oh, I was like, man. And because it was a major injury, like a fully ruptured Achilles tendon. That's like a year recovery. Yeah, yeah a year recovery max. But but even now thinking about it the, like the timing of when the injury happened <laughs> fell with the whole lockdown yeah so then everything just paused so i wasn't missing out on any of Competition. the competitions and and fights and all that um but yeah just coming back to the um to the injury it was more just a mental i just my focus was just keeping my mind um, positive. And in my head, I was just saying, this is just, this is part of the process. You know, this is, there's a reason for this happening. Probably wouldn't understand it now or be able to identify what it is now. But even now, looking back at it, it's just made me more grateful for just for my for my health and body to be able to walk yeah. <laughs> on my own to feel again. You know, so that hey, you don't even appreciate something until it's taken away. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and then yeah, and then on top of that, just being um, you know persistent and resilient. And um, I always, I don't know what it is, eh? Like, I always just like it when it's hard. <laughs> I or know like what you when mean. things it are It sounds hard. weird. It sounds almost sadistic, eh? But I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a person who favors comfort. Yeah. Um, but yes, yes, yes. Sorry. So when, so when the injury happened, I just kind of like had to pause for a little bit and then I was like looking at the, the time frame because this happened last year at the start of last year um, so that's 20 uh, 2021 22, 23, 24 I'm like look there's still time like the Olympic qualifiers actually start next year and so when the injury happened, I'm like, oh, you know, it's a, like, it's, it's okay. Like, let me just focus on getting better now. And then we'll just get back on track again. It's, it's nothing's changed. Mm. It's just like a little bump. And we'll just get through this now, focus on getting through that now. And then we'll, and that's what I'm doing now. I'm, I'm back on track now. Um, and... Yeah, we're looking to keep the train going. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we'll qu quickly touch on 
the importance of networking because you say that your Beckett uh, flitches now in terms of you know in a different department Higgins I think you yes. mentioned how important was the network you built because it sounds like you came back so obviously you still had a relationship there yeah if you could sort of sort of speak into that um yeah, man you know I'm, I'm gonna be saying grateful a lot yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good perspective eh? <laughs> because yeah so before I left um Fletcher's um to train full time you know I worked with well you know obviously through my internship and then worked for them for like a year and a bit so overall I spent like two years in Fletcher's before I I stepped away to train and yeah I was very fortunate to be a part of some good teams and moved around different teams as well um had a good relationship with my manager at my last placement just 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 good friends you know outside of title and that we just good friends be able to just yarn about anything and you know catch up on what's happening in her life and and all that um and then and she was also very supportive when i talked to her about look this is my plan like and i'm thinking of leaving to just box full time and she was like man go for it like like there's no better time for you to to chase this than now you know find out for yourself if how, how far you could go um and then obviously like when that stepped away and then when my injury happened um i couldn't do anything physically obviously and at the time when i at the time i was doing personal training as my source of income i probably should have mentioned it earlier so when i <laughs> that was part of my plan yeah. well, okay i'll step away from the office like no salary no consistent income i'll take up pts and just just hustle and make it work and so i was PTing for income training fighting and that was that was it and so the injury happened that took away any ability to be able to train or take PT clients and yeah it just made me think you know just made me pause and and rethink my my approach um, and so I was like oh, I can't do anything physically so let me just might as you know let me try and um, do at least do something instead of just lying around um, and living off the ACC um, compensation. So I just yeah I reached out to my to my manager to my friend, just explained to her what happened um, and if there was like you know any any opportunities or any anything coming up um, that I could you know uh, jump in and, and help out in. And she said she'll she'll talk, you know, she'll like have a look around and talk to a few people and and um yeah, not long after that conversation she came back um and she said she talked to one of her other good friends, which I know and and he's he's real supportive as well and he always keeps in touch with me. Um that there's like a project that's come up um with Higgins and they need an extra resource um, you know, to help out with the project. 
And so that's how I got back into the in, into that space. Um, and then even now with the team I'm with now, like man, it's the same thing. Just great people, um, just good friends. Um, so net, yeah, it was such a good, um, yeah, just place to to build some good friends, some good mates, and and a network. Because I mean, like like you said, it it just it comes in handy, you know. It comes in handy when you need it. Awesome, dog. Hey, man. Look, I, I think it'd be easy for us to talk for four hours, but we won't do that. <laughs> at least, you know, on on this platform. But um, just before I ask my last question, uh, got any fights coming up? I do. Yeah. I I'm fighting this weekend. Oh, we about this Saturday. Just up here in Auckland at, at the ABA. It's at Mount Eden. Okay. What time? Not too sure yet. They they haven't um, they haven't put out any of the details of the show. And is how many have you had since your injury? Uh, this will be my fourth. Okay. Yeah. Post. So you got the momentum back up. Now. Yeah, momentum back going again. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I love it. Love it. Love it. And is there any sort of big tournaments before the end of the year that you're sort of uh, got your eye on? Um, yes, this year's nationals is coming up. Um, in uh, September. Okay, it's real soon. Uh, sorry, not September, October. Yeah. At the end of, at the start of October. Sorry, first week of October. Yeah. So just yeah. Uh, yeah, training towards that. So you said you made the semis the last time. Is that yeah. Cool? Well, and this is not a time to be humble and stuff. <laughs> well, how, how how do you feel about the chances of going a couple of spaces? Yeah, back? I always feel confident. Yeah. Like every fight, I feel confident going yeah. in. Because I just, I trust in in the work that I'll put in, Amen. Yeah. and 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 the training, and yeah, regardless of what the result in, yeah. it, what the result is, I always just go in there with the perspective of like I've done the work. This guy isn't trained harder than me. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Love the mental perspective, eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. one of the things that fascinated me yeah. and kind of caught my, yeah, really drew me to to it, yeah. to the to that to the art. Yeah. What's it like? You know, because it's one thing to train for boxing, and it's another thing to actually box. Like you know, I, I don't have the experience, but I can just imagine. Like you get in there, and it's literally like, it's just me and you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you know, it's like I don't know if you can sort of. Put it to like you know that's that's as raw as it gets. Eh? Like yeah. There's there's this boundary, and it's just me and you. Yeah. And, and I'm not living here <laughs> with my face on the ground type thing. Yeah. And how was it like your first experience when you got in? It's like man, this guy wants to knock me out. Yeah. I was nervous as heck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but after um, yeah, after a couple of minutes. Then it just becomes well for me. It just becomes fun, <laughs> just because of because I'm. It's like I'm thinking of strategies. Like, like that's what you're trying to. Yeah, you're trying to anticipate. And some people like get overwhelmed and just kind yeah. of um, get sidetracked with everything Start with the, the swimming. Yeah, with, with the pressure. The eh? And yeah, but. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is. I just I feel like I've got a good 
understanding of mental prep yeah. and visualizing beforehand and just going over what I'm going to do in my in my head before going into the to the match so that's helped me just to be calm and composed and have fun yeah very important yeah um, I just think it's so important because you've given an insight and everybody has a different one so uh, we'll put the link in the show notes is that what you call it I don't know <laughs> you know um, the, uh, they can help us out with that but um, just to just to finish off and give you the last words look, what would you sort of give to somebody who's you know maybe going through the, the, the corporate ladder climb and they're just sitting in the office and they're thinking man I want to do something else I just don't know how to go about it my question makes sense yeah um the one thing that worked for me that really that I always go back to every time is that your life is your responsibility Oof. <laughs> right like your life is your responsibility and yeah your decisions have consequences and you gotta be able to yeah be at peace with what comes with your decision if you choose to stay there and you know if you're unhappy but you choose to stay there that's then that's, that's on you like if you want to make a change make a change another tree <laughs> yeah um and just yeah for, just do it like what's what's the worst that could happen and i i understand that that um you know it's a different context for everyone everyone has you know especially if you have a family and and all that it makes things a bit harder for sure but there's this yeah you know i feel like you could you could figure figure it out you know you could come up talk talk to other people that's doing it or someone that has done it and just ask for help yeah and just give it a try you know i think that's the that's the main thing like for me is just giving it a go and just even if you don't make it but you tried that's a win in itself in my book like that's that's all that gives me a peace of mind and i could live on myself that i tried i think that epitomizes the hashtag no regrets there <laughs> so yeah i think that's a that's a perfect sort of takeaway to, to finish on this evening once again thank you Doc. i really appreciate oh, thank you uh, thank just you your time just your sharing just your wisdom man uh you know i, I think i speak for all of the tupatoa uh, family, Fano, Nainga, that uh, we wish you all the best on this continued journey. Um, we'll, we'll check your social media page uh, in the notes as well. Just so we, you know, if, if we're not already, we'd love to follow your journey because, yeah. uh, as the as the saying goes, hey, when one of us make it, all of us make it. And so, um, yeah, love love the message. Your life is your responsibility. And I think on that note, um, yeah, thank you for coming through. Bless you all. And that is us for episode three. Mahalo.